Hello and welcome back to Good Boss. Today I am chatting with the beauty and brains behind Perth-based leading spa and clinic. Olive and July have been featured in the in multiple articles, one of which being eight of the best day spas around Perth, featured on Perth is okay. She's been featured on Urban List and Chloe herself has been featured in the 11 of the coolest female-owned Perth businesses to get behind on Urban List as well. So many cool features and she's also been a client of mine through Coco Studio. We're actually sitting in her South Perth office right now so if you can hear a bit of spa music in the background that is why and I'm sure it'll be very relaxing to listen to. So thank you so much for coming on Good Boss. Yes, since working with you as a client through Coco Studio, I've always admired the business that you have built. And I know a little bit about your story of starting from home and now obviously having not just South Perth location, but also Subiaco being your original location. There's a lot to talk about and I'm yeah. really excited. Thank you thank so much you. for having me. It's it's going to be super fun yeah. chatting all things beauty all and things business. business. Yeah, because it's I think it's one of those things like people look at you now and they don't realise like where you've come from and like mm. everything that's gone into like being where you are now in 2022. Yeah. So I start every guest episode by hearing something from you it can be a story or it can be just a lesson that you've learned in because you've been in business for so long so I know you've had to learn a lot of good and hard lessons along the way so is there anything that you could share with us today that you know would even maybe help someone who's just getting started in their own journeys yeah absolutely I think my biggest lesson is just trust trust the growth and the process and some days you feel like giving up some days it's too hard but Mm. if you take each day as it comes it's just going to get better and you can have those really slow down days and then the next day you might wake up and you might be amazing you might be on top of the world Mm. with heaps of energy so when you have those really amazing energetic days just go with it Mm. and do all you can in those days but just don't be hard on yourself because I definitely am really really hard on myself and Mm. What I've managed to learn over the five years is each day is different and you just have to trust Mm. the process. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even just last week for me, I had a really bad client experience. Yeah. And like I received a really bad email from a client and reading it, I just like in that moment, I'm like, I want to quit. Like you get really emotional, like straight out of the box. Mm. And I'm like, I want to quit. Like, I don't want to deal with this negative stuff. Because when you work for yourself, you have to deal with the bad stuff. Like, it's not like I'm an employee in a business and I can just call my manager and say, Palm it off. You know, we've got a bad email. Can you take care of this? Mm. Like, you have to take care of all of those bad stuff as well Mm. as the good. Um, And then the next day, like I had an amazing day with an amazing client. It's like up and down yeah I can definitely resonate with that and we do get unfortunately we do get like complaints and things that come through but it's more Mm. so feedback and I used to get really affected by it I used to get really down by that but then I learned to just take it as feedback and something to learn from and everything Mm. that client tells us whether it's a good experience or a bad experience I take it on board and then I actively work on what they've sort of given me so it could be anything and from the the staff or 
the treatment room itself or whatever, but whatever mm. their feedback is, I use that to my advantage and I learn from it. So good. Yeah. It's hard to like not take it personally Yeah, and not want to also like attack back or like get self-defensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's such a good point. I try to do the same as well. Like, yeah. Even though there are situations where you're like the client is wrong and like that can happen there's there's always like a tiny little lesson that you can take from it and go okay well next time I actually could have done that Mm. differently or could have done that better I think being accountable is a huge thing in business you need to hold accountability and responsibility for Mm -hmm. everything that goes on in your business whether you sort of think that the client may be wrong Mm. usually I just think okay I need to see it from their point of view Mm. and don't don't look at things one side just from your point of view and I think just a uh, saying thank you and being grateful for their feedback yeah. is a big one because yeah. if if you don't get that feedback, you don't know mm. what clients want. You don't yeah. know what you might need to change or do better yeah. and it's actually such a powerful tool. You should harness that. Mm. Well, I have had some feedback for you because I came here last weekend yeah. and Ooh. loved my life. Oh, good. I had, um, my mum gave me a voucher for my birthday. I got like the 30-minute back massage and Beautiful. the 30-minute Indian head massage. Amazing. I did not want to leave that <laughs> chair. I was absolutely loving it. That's so good. Um, so if anyone's listening, if you're based in Perth and if you haven't come to get any kind of treatment from Olive in July, you absolutely have to. The, yeah, the environment you've created here is just impeccable. Like Thank you. from walking in to like, you know, how the girls greet you, how they like offer you a glass of water, all the way to the end where like you come into the relaxation room yeah. and there's like this platter ready to go with like fruits and a warm cup of tea. And in my head, I'm like, wait, when did they do this? Like <laughs> I've been with a girl, she's been massaging me the whole time, but like you... You then, I guess, like from me, because I run my own business, like I do yeah. think about those things of like all the behind the scenes that happens, like get that platter there and like. There is a lot. <laughs> a lot of logistics. Yeah, a lot of organisation and everyone has to work as a team to make things flow smoothly. Yeah. So when you're in here, you think, oh, my God, this is bliss. Everything's flowing so nice and smooth. But out the back, we're all running around making sure everything's done perfectly yeah, on time. Yeah, the tea on the kettle. She's yeah. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's so funny. So you've been in the beauty industry for over a decade now, I believe. Yes. And Olive and July, you've been running it for five years. Yeah. Um, so how did you initially get into, like, what was your beginning journey like into the industry? Well, I have always been obsessed with beauty and feeling pampered and I love doing that to others and naturally a very caring, nurturing person. So mm. it was only natural that I went into the beauty industry. Mm. But it started way back when we had a family-owned hair salon and on the weekends in year seven, so I was 12, I would go in and sweep the floor and dust the shelves. Oh, my gosh. And I even got to uh, rinse out the colours and, and wash the client's hair and it was then that the ladies used to say to me, oh, my gosh, wow, you have such a beautiful touch or yeah. this massage is amazing. And it pumped me up so much that I was like, right, I want to do massage. Mm. I want to be a masseuse. Um I didn't know how to do that. Obviously, I was only 12. But yeah. <laughs> then over the years going to school, I then worked in multiple hair salons and just did little Saturday jobs or after oh. school, um, like Thursday late night. So it started really in the hair. It started industry. in the hair. Right. And 
I had no idea, I guess, where it was going, but I just loved to touch clients and give them a head massage. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'm not really into hair, but I'm into the massage aspect of things. The relaxation. Yeah. And then once I left school, um, I went on to study my diploma of beauty therapy and holistic massage. Mm -hmm. So there I learned everything, Mm -hmm. all all things beauty, brows, lashes, skin, massage, Mm -hmm. hot stone, reflexology and all of those things. Um, and then I went to work in a day spa. So the day spa, I managed to get a job straight out of beauty school, which is huge in a really amazing high end Mm -hmm. luxurious spa. Mm -hmm. And it was there that I gained so much of my experience. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first day being thrown into a massage straight away. I was so scared, but then I just let... I let my skills do the work. I knew that if I was loving it, the client would love it. Mm. And... Yeah, I ended up working there for a few years and it was amazing. That's so true. I feel like there is such a powerful thing about if you're nervous. It's like, you know, when they say like a horse can like sense nervousness. Yeah. I think it goes the same into like a massage. Um, I actually, I also (laughs) a few months ago, you know how you guys have like the training promotions? I think, yeah, I think it was a few months ago. I did one with one of your girls who was training. Um, and the difference between like the more tenured staff mm. to the newer one, like you could tell that she was a little bit nervous mm. and that was like coming out in the, it was still amazing, but mm. you could see kind of the difference. Um, and you could tell that like your tenured, your staff member, that was the more tenured one yeah. was just so confident, like so at ease, obviously yeah. she's been doing it for years. Yeah. And I think yeah. when I do a lot of training, um, with my girls, mm. And my biggest thing is if you're feeling comfortable, if you Mm -hmm. feel like it flows, that's what's going to reflect back onto the client. Mm. So although it is hard to get rid of nerves, just trust that you're good and feel confident Mm. in yourself and then Mm. it's going to feel amazing. Mm. It's about being an intuitive therapist and just doing what you think and is, you know, going to feel good. I love that word, intuitive therapist. Yes. That's that's awesome. (laughs) And so... When you were at that spa in Perth, yeah. did you kind of know that eventually you would be starting your own business? Well, I was obsessed with this company. I loved them so much. The bosses were like my biggest inspiration and I made a lot of friends there. So for me, I felt like I was going to work there forever. Right. I thought that I'm this, oh. you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to run this spa one day. Um, but I remember the owner saying to me, Chloe, you're going to have a spa you're going to have a business of your own one day. And that I was like, Aww. oh, my God, imagine that. And I used to fantasise of what my day spa would look like. And I even down to like the furniture, the decor, I would fantasise that while I'm massaging someone. <laughs> and then um, I so remember cute. being wanting so badly to be successful and and make something for myself. So I even, I think I was about 19. I'd been there for maybe a year and I went up to the manager and I said, I really want to become management. How Mm. do I get there? Oh, wow. And I remember she sort of looked at me like, "Um, you're so new, like you got to work for this. Yeah. So I I said to myself, right, I'm going to work for it. I'm going to do everything I can for that Mm. position. And I did. I worked my way up. I think I was about 22 and they made me a spa coordinator. So I had a lot more responsibility. I had to get there really early and I had to set up the salon and make sure everything was perfect. And I guess looking back at it now, I'm so proud of that young girl who just took it by the reins and, Mm. you know, did the work to get where she was. Mm. And then... I moved after the spa, I moved into a few different salons that focus more on brows and skin. Mm. So I got to really 
get a feel for what I love. Yeah. And it was everything. (laughs) I didn't just like one thing. So Mm. when I created Olive in July, I wanted it to be everything. I wanted to specialise in brows. Mm. I wanted to specialise in lashes and skin, Mm. but also have the holistic massage and day spa side Mm. too. And I think that's what makes us so different is Mm. we have not just the brow specialist, but we have that beautiful day spa. There's nowhere really in Perth that has everything in one. Yeah, that's so true. Like I'm just thinking of little different businesses that I know that yeah either specialize in massage or specialize in brows or or even now you guys are doing um injectable fillers and everything so like it's it's awesome when someone can just come to you for like because so many girls do get multiple things done they don't just do brows like they'll do a lot of different things yeah so they can just come here and like get it all done in one day or something yeah but I'm curious to know because for me I sort of went straight into business straight out of uni yeah like I never worked in design studio like none of that and you like did the opposite like you had all this wealth of experience before going out on your own Mm. do you like do you reckon you could have just gone and started your business straight out of TAFE or definitely not no definitely not I think in our industry in the beauty industry Mm. you need that experience you can't be an amazing therapist straight off the bat you need to do clients multiple clients you need to have multiple training um and you you just need to have that one-on-one time with clients for Mm. a long period of time you can't just work sort of for a I don't know, a few months and say, right, I'm amazing. I'm going to go out on my own. You really do need to perfect the craft. And I think also because I was so young, there was no way like my maturity was, you know, up to scratch. I needed to make sure that I had a little bit more life experience Mm. to be able to manage and run such a big business. So, yeah, for me, I definitely needed to needed to work for a yeah. long period of time before I felt comfortable to go out on my own yeah no I love that I remember trying to start a little business I think I was like a year out of beauty school and it was just pathetic oh, <laughs> I no. just couldn't do it what was it, it? Was, it was just like a little home salon okay. and like I just didn't have any clue about design or or the space and making yeah. it feel beautiful it was just like mm. oh it was super cute but if I look at it now I'm like oh my god I would have not <laughs> gone anywhere with that business if I tried yeah so it was really good mm. to work and kind of find out every single thing I could before mm. I went to open my own yeah mm. I think you're totally right I think it does take a lot to like get to the level that you've gotten to yeah and I don't know about you but I you know I do see a lot of creative people kind of start a business um, because they love the trade, like whatever it is that they do, but then they don't really know how to properly run a business. Mm. So for you, like how did you kind of learn all of, because obviously you were so passionate about like the treatments, like Mm. you love doing that, but then there's a whole other aspect of of business management, of marketing and hiring. Like how did you learn Mm. like that aspect of it? Well, people ask me this a lot and Mm. I have to be honest, I have not studied it. I've not gone to uni. I literally was just born with this crazy drive to be successful, Mm. this crazy drive to make everything around me beautiful. And it was, it's almost like an obsession. Like even if you step into my home or wherever I am, everything has to look beautiful. So the design came to me naturally. Yeah. That in terms of like um, Instagram and marketing and mm. graphic design and all of that, I can 
I don't know where I got it from, but I can easily just see something. I have that fine eye for detail. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty lucky I didn't have to study that. And mm. to me, that's the fun side. I get a lot of people saying, how do you how do you do that every day? How do you, you know, work on Instagram every day? Oh, I can't be bothered posting. But to me, it's fun. Mm. So I like to do it. I actually want to spend my spare time creating Instagram posts or yeah. designing spaces that look beautiful or, yeah, making little graphic design things mm. on Canva. So mm. I find it really fun. Um, mm. But in terms of the business side, mm. I had no clue. I was a deer in headlights. Like I honestly, I had no, I didn't even know what tax was back then. Yeah. But I did a little um, free government course on business, mm-hmm. which covered the basics. Mm-hmm. Basically it just said, get a, get yourself a good accountant, um, set up a tax file number, all of these things. And I sorted that all out and I got myself a really good accountant and that accountant's been with me since the start. And Aww. I guess has really helped me and taught me everything I need to know. So I think if you're going to go into business and you're not too good with the business side of things, find someone who's going to be like a business advisor or a good accountant Mm. and then focus on what you're good at. Like Mm. I focus on my design and my beauty treatments. That's what I'm great at. So yeah, always put the effort into what you're good at. Did you ever have a mentor along the way, like a business Um, mentor? I, I have multiple people that I would reach out to, mm. but I wouldn't say a mentor. I never really caught up with people and sat mm. down and had coffee. I think that's a great idea, mm. but I never really did that. I think yep. I just I just wanted to get on with it myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I I definitely reached out to like my old bosses of the day spa mm. that I worked at a few times and asked them little tricky questions mm. or another um, – lady who owned a brow salon that I used to work at, Mm. I would ask her tricky things as well. So just bouncing off other business Mm. owners was a really important important thing. Mm. And it's so nice for people to be able to give their advice, even though you might be like in a competing business. But when you, I guess, at that level of success, you're just happy for other people to try and get around it too. Yeah. Do, yeah. do people ever message you for business advice? All the time. How cute. <laughs> and oh, all the time. Um, yeah. I wish I could sit down and have coffee with people, but I'm just so busy. Yeah. That unfortunately I don't really get the chance and the time to sit down and help others. But mm. honestly, like people message me on Instagram and I love to respond and I mm. give them as much as I can. I've never had that mindset of, oh, they might be, you know, a competitor. And I think mm. that's a really toxic mindset. Yeah. If you don't help others, like who, you know, what kind of person are you? I want to, I want to be able to help others and mm. give other people advice because I know how hard it is. Mm. So yeah, I love the messages. Mm. Keep them coming, people. <laughs> I think I even remember when we did a photo shoot together at the Subiaco location. I think I, I remember mentioning to you like, oh, you know, I'd love to hire one day, and you just like went into this like conversation with me about how you kind of started hiring and all this stuff. Yeah. And I remember it was then that like I made a mental note of like, okay, I have to get you on the podcast yeah. one day. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, I think you definitely have like so, so much wisdom to share. Yeah. I could totally see you doing like a business coaching like I thing would one love day. to. I wish I had more time. <laughs> but that's the thing, you need to make time for things like that. Mm. And it would be really nice to be able to share my what I've been through and sort of my tips and tricks for Mm. sure well we're doing it right now so I'm sure people are loving it um so Subiaco was your first location that you started and that was there there was no massage right it was just treatments no there was massage there was Subi um 
I started doing, we did massage, we did facial, skin, lashes, brows, spray tans and brow tattooing. So we did everything. And in my mind, I was always like, I really, really want such a beautiful, relaxing, like day spa vibe. But Subi is a little bit small. We didn't really have room mm. for a relaxation room. We still offered the massage, but unfortunately it was in like, a, it's a shop front. So you can kind of hear the neighbours in mm. the cafe next door and the hair salon next door. So you can't really create that really serene environment like we have here. Mm. But yeah, we definitely, we did offer everything. Mm. Um, but we were really well known for like lash lifts and mm. brows and skin. Yeah. yeah. And with the process of opening Subi as a, your first kind yeah. of location, you would have obviously had to like hire a bunch of people kind of in one go yeah. to help you open. Like what was that process like? Well, I actually, so I started at home on my own, just mm. me. And then I got so busy that I was literally having clients wait in my waiting, in my um, lounge room as a waiting room. And it was, you oh know, I just gosh. knew, okay, I need to, I had this vision that I was going to have a really big, beautiful salon. So I thought, all right, I need to take it to the next level and go out into a space. So I did that. And while I was in that space, I was just so busy that I couldn't have, I didn't have time to respond to calls and messages and people trying to book in. Like the admin stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I hired a receptionist to help with that overflow. Mm-hmm. And because I was so fully booked as well and I knew I wanted to sort of grow the business, to do that I needed another therapist mm. to help with the demand of clients. So I hired a therapist mm-hmm. and trained her up in everything that I was doing mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, I had this little shop. It was actually a little, I think it's still around. It's called the pink house in Leaderville. Oh yeah. 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 So I had, I know it was place. Tash and I, Tash, Aww. um, had her little clothes shop and I had my little beauty room there and we painted it pink. It was super cute. Oh, so you started, you were there yeah, when it started. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that was my first like commercial space. Mm-hmm. I just rented a room and then I ended up hiring another therapist and and then rented another room and then we had the reception. So it was kind of taking over and I was like, right, I need to get a salon space because I can't share it with a clothes shop if I want to mm. be doing really luxe treatments. So mm. end up looking around and my best friend had a hair salon in Subi and mm-hmm. she said, you'd never guess the place next door's for rent. So I went and had a look at it and I had to fight my way to get that, that space next door really? to her. So I think it was out of us or um, a surgeon and yeah, I just, I kept saying, you know, my best friend's next door. It'll be really good to have this space next door to each other. We'll be able to bounce clients off each other. Because she has a hair salon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's Paris Rose Hair Artistry. So yeah. In the end, I won. I got the space and I had my one therapist and my one receptionist. Now, at the time I was renovating my new space, I still had my old little beauty rooms. Those two therapists end up leaving. Uh So I was literally left with no staff. And And you had a brand new place. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I opened literally on my own and I had all these rooms, five treatment rooms, I was like, what am I going to do? I don't even have a receptionist. I don't even have another therapist. So um, I guess that's a huge lesson as well. Like you need to be prepared to not rely on anyone but yourself. Um, Mm. Anyway, I ended up talking the therapist back into staying. So she came back Mm -hmm. and then I went on a rampage and tried to find as many staff as I could. Um, So I did a lot of hiring. I think I, I hired 
I think I only had like four girls for a while okay. to build it up. And, and now just so people are aware, I think you have about like 17. Yeah. You're, you're hiring a couple now, but yes. let's say you've got around 17. So yes. just so people know like what, what it's like now. Where and it's you, grown to. Yeah. Oh, and I think at one point last year I had about 22. So we we definitely the more staff the better for how big mm. our business is yeah for sure but yeah I, I started off just with a few there yeah did you TV. like did you envision that one day you would have so many or did you ever think to yourself like oh maybe we can keep it at around like five or so I always even from a home salon I always had in my head that I'm going to be this massive salon I'm going to be a well-known name in Perth and people are going to know Olive and July and I had no doubt about that. I had, there was literally no room for failure. I had to be that person because it was just that wow. vision. I, it's almost like I just manifested it and it came true. And it, it literally did over five years. It just came true all of a sudden. Mm. But I think because every single day I was living and breathing that big salon owner, even though I was working from home salon or had like a couple of staff. That's so huge. Yeah. I feel like when, you know, I read a lot of business books and they always say that like when you look at people that are really successful now, when they started, they, they, everything they did, like from the way they acted to the way they thought to the way they did business was as if they were already that yeah. big successful person. And that's what you just said. You it just said like literally me. when yeah. you were just, yeah, in your house, it was as though you were one of the biggest in Perth. Yeah. And like I had that attitude the entire time. And it's so funny. I remember going to like my dog park, walking my dog or going to a coffee shop and like any excuse I had to talk about my business, I would. Mm. So people would be like, oh, you have nice skin. I'd be like, well, I own a skin clinic or like a, the lady at the dog park would be chatting and I'm like, so where do you go for your brows? <laughs> Just to get my name in there. Yeah. And I would talk about it so much and hype it up so much because I truly believe like I'm this big salon owner and that's where yeah. I am now. Yeah, it's a reality. <laughs> I love that. I think it's manifestation is huge, yeah, huge, huge, huge. Like a lot of the people I've spoken to on this podcast, they talk about it and they, yeah, have this mindset that's just like nothing's getting in your way. Yeah. And that's what you have to be to like get to where you are now. Like, Yeah, absolutely. There was literally like there was no way I was not going to do this. There was no way. There's no like plan B, like yeah. safety net, no, none nothing. of that. I never even gave it a thought. I was just mm. like in my head this is going to happen. I'm going to be successful. There's mm. no way that I'm not. Mm. There was, yeah, I guess um, I just I just knew. I just knew. I just trusted the universe. Mm. And people mm. always say like who's your competitors? Who do you – what do you do to keep stay on top of things? I'm like, I don't look at anyone else. I don't have competitors. Like I'm doing my thing and I'm going to be, you know, where I want to be. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So, so good. Um, I think, I mean, that's all like such positive vibes and everything, but I think the reality of it is like so hard, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I'm, yeah. Told, I'm saying this <laughs> and I'm on a high. Yeah. But then I, yeah, like don't be fooled it is so hard yeah I think that my drive and my passion it was like this almost every day when I first started and I was mm -hmm. so positive as the years went on and as I had more responsibility and more staff and you know way more bills because I've got two huge salons it started to get a lot harder and that really passionate positive person sort of started to disappear and that 
is really normal, but I beat myself up over it all the time, even still now. I'm like, why can't I be that passionate, positive person again? Mm. But I think we have to remember that you're going to feel crap and that's just the reality. That's being a human. You have Mm. emotions and you have stresses and if you focus on those things every day, of course it's going to be hard and of course you're going to struggle but you just have to take each day as it comes and mm. one day you might wake up feeling yuck and flat but it might not be like that tomorrow. Mm. And then, yeah, today I've woken up in a super great mood, happy, positive. I'm like, oh, my God, yay. Even talking about my um, journey mm. brings me back to that really positive, happy little girl that started when she was just 23 and that keeps me going just knowing how far I've come and I mm. never, ever gave up no matter how hard it was. Mm. It's so very inspiring and I know probably one of the challenges that you faced is having such a big team. Mm. Like having, I think you said last year you had 22 girls. That is huge because, I mean, you're dealing with not only 22 mouths to feed but also 22 personalities that you kind of have to like mesh into one and make sure that it is cohesive. Yeah. Um, How have you kind of managed to make sure that you have a really great company culture with having such a big, you know. Yeah, team. Start, like team, yeah. It, I'm not going to lie. It's one of the biggest challenges as a business owner. Everything else is pretty pretty easy to me. But mm. now that my team is so big, I think that's where a lot of my stress comes from. And my girls are beautiful. Absolutely mm. adore them. But it is hard when things go wrong and people might, you know, get offended if, you know, you say something the wrong Mm. way or whatever. And that's just, it's going to happen in any office, in any team, in any, it doesn't matter where you're working, even if it is a stunning salon. (laughs) But (laughs) it's going to happen. And I think my biggest um, lesson is Mm. be really stern in what you want and the level um, of service you expect but also treat your team members as individuals and make sure they know how important they are to the business Mm. like a lot of I think a lot of big companies would just treat them sort of like that's a worker you know but I really get to know my girls I want them to know that I'm here as you know just obviously their boss but also as a friend if they need a chat mm. and a friend a friend is it's a bit of a funny word like you don't want to be too friendly because yeah. you still need to be someone yeah. they look up to and someone they respect mm. it's such a tough balance it is it's finding balance that's the biggest thing that you need to you need to do is find that balance be someone that's going to be nurturing and caring to them if they're mm. you know having a crap day they can come in my office and have a cry to me and mm. they know that they'll be supported but, you know, also if they're stuffing around and they're not mm. doing the job properly, I'm going to pull them aside and have a good chat with them. Mm. And as a boss, my biggest advice is just stick to your guns, stick to no, to the service that you expect, mm. follow through with that, but also do it in a kind and mature way mm. and try and see the other side of the story. How would I feel if my boss was telling me this, you know? Yeah. Gosh, it's definitely one of the things that like scares me the most about mm. growing is like, you know, if I want to keep growing, which I do, I'm going to have to hire. And it's like yeah. this whole side of people managing. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of it like goes back to accountability as we were saying before, Hugely, like yeah. if anything happens, like at the end of the day, maybe you didn't train them well enough or maybe 
yeah, you didn't set that expectation of being mm. there for them if they need to tell you something or give feedback about something. So I think a big <sighs> one is as well, like as long as you're really giving them everything in terms of training, it's also up to them to then mm. want to go and study and be the best mm. that they can be. Yeah. So it's a two-way street. They've mm. got to work hard if they want to be the best and so do you and you've yeah. got to provide them with that training. Yeah, so it, that PD. You've just got to work together. And yeah. yeah, you can't you can't be bestie besties because mm. then you know they'll unfortunately walk all over you. Mm. But you also have to be really kind, so you're not like a s- scary robot. That, yeah, you know, is unapproachable. No, we don't we don't want to be we we are the good boss podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. We want to be good bosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it does seem like you have such a good culture here. Like you guys are always like going out together and like yeah. doing those things outside of work as well, which builds. I think like builds that connection with your team so yeah. that when they come in here, like they know each other, like it's not like some places you go into work and you don't even know like what your coworker does on the weekend. Yeah. You know? Our girls are all very close and mm. it's so nice that like we just, we had one of the girls 21st birthdays yesterday and we were mm. all there. Um, and it is really important for everyone to get along really well, but I guess the closer you get, the more emotions arise. Yeah. But I think as long as you're always constantly checking in with each other mm. and having team meetings, team meetings are a big one for me, sitting down either one-on-one or as a team and just reminding everyone like we all love each other, we're all best friends, but we're also here to work. And then, you know, they feel safe to be able to express their emotions in a really mm. nice environment and it's mm. not going to be judgmental because yep. we are all so close. But also doing lots of team activities. Like I like to do little wellness days. We did a wellness day with Sonda and Co. not long ago where we did a little breathwork exercise and goal setting. Oh, cute. And things like that are really important. I need my girls to know that they mean everything, you know. Without mm. them, the business wouldn't be here. So... Mm. I need them to feel really appreciated. Oh, that's so nice. I think I also remember, um, gosh, I think it was last year coming in here to do like at the South Perth do some photos and you were having like a big end of year team meeting and like you were talking about like going away down south for like your you know end of year like Christmas party or whatever it was. Like you really do go above and beyond we never ended up getting to go down south because of covid, <laughs> COVID yeah we we did a really fun cool Christmas it was the party. thought that counted <laughs> yeah oh my god i always try and think of crazy fun ideas for the girls and i do go a bit extra yeah but they love it mm. like i think we had a boat party a couple of years ago and apparently it was the talk of the town everyone still talks about that crazy boat party really? that 11th yeah. july had no that's yeah. awesome and like probably one of the best parts i don't know if you would agree about having a team is that now you can kind of get to that stage where you can like take a step back. Yeah. Like, you know, you could go on holiday for like two months if you. Oh, I like, wish. <laughs> am, am I wrong? Well, like, what, what does I, that look I like? I think if I could, but I'm also a bit of a workaholic, I, I would mm. feel like super anxious if I went away for that long because I'm like, what's going on? Is everyone okay there? Yeah. Is anything set on fire? <laughs> but no, it's um, if you have a really good team and a really good management team, mm. then it's okay to step away. Like, yes. I've got amazing managers and, and they can handle things on their own, mm. but I still like to check in. I haven't ever gone away for more than I reckon two weeks is probably the most I've ever gone away since having my business. Wow. So it would be amazing to actually be able to go away. I did have quite a lot of time off um, when I first opened the spa and that was purely like my own personal reasons. Mm. I needed to have a break and mm. step away. 
And during that time I had a manager who was just running the business for me and she was amazing. Wow. Yeah. So you can do it, mm. but I think checking in and making sure everything's okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm always going to be doing that. <laughs> You've got four managers at the moment, right? So or I have three. A, a, a clinic manager at Supi and a yep. spa manager at South Perth and they manage their own teams and wow. then and all the, you know, oversee everything. And then I've got a head therapist at the spa as well who oversees um, treatments and if the girls need to talk about any treatments or do training and stuff she sort of oversees that as well yeah so yeah at the moment I've got three mm-hmm. so what does mm. your role then look like if you've got these two girls overseeing each salon yeah do so would your role just be them feeding back to you or? yeah so they feed back to me but they mainly focus on like payroll and um, managing the teams mm-hmm. and rostering leave all of that and then yep. they handle all the ordering mm-hmm. and the day-to-day runnings of the salon. Mm-hmm. So they'll report back to me and just tell me how everything's mm-hmm. going. But I more organise like the marketing and advertising and, and social media and mm. training sessions. I've sort of passed that, I've passed that off to my manager now, but anything yeah. that needs to be updated in the salon, I'm sort of more like the forward thinker. I'm thinking about what's going to happen next, whereas they're focusing on the day-to-day. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I Yay. was literally – reading a book um have you read the book called e-myth no it it literally talks about what you just said about having these different roles in a company where you've got like the technician the manager and the entrepreneur yeah and the manager is exactly what you just said like takes care of the day-to-day day-to-day running of the business but then you need that person in the entrepreneur chair yeah that does the forward thinking and looks to like like, what are you going to do next because a business always has to evolve yeah so if you don't have that person that's doing that forward thinking it's like yeah and it's pretty cool that I was doing 12 hour days doing clients back to back from my home salon nine till nine and then I'd finish I'd have to clean up and then I'd have to do all of the emails and phone calls and bookings and it was so much that I I managed to still grow the business surprisingly I don't think I really slept but I managed to grow the business and now I have all these amazing um, girls that can run the day-to-day it allows me just to sort of sit and really brainstorm and all my time goes on what can I do next what is you know the latest trend what can I do to improve my business and Mm. keep it at the amazing standard it is Mm. so it is amazing that's like Mm. all my days are just pretty fun (laughs) that is my dream that's awesome but speaking of that's a good segue into I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about Instagram yeah because that is such a passion point for you as you said at the beginning like you know you love putting together your feed and all of that um and I think I heard you say one time that you've done majority of your advertising and marketing through Instagram yeah you yeah. haven't done anything else really no I I really haven't a lot of um I guess our advertising comes from articles like Urban List yeah. features us a lot and there is um but like, do you ask them to do that or not not some of them some of them I've reached out to some of them I haven't okay. so a lot of the articles on like say um Perth is okay mm. and Urban List are all organic they've mm. come to us or they've Actually, they never really come to us. They just write it and someone tags me in it and they're like, go you. I'm like, oh, my oh, God, cool. thanks, guys. That's so funny. So they're yeah. all genuinely um, true reviews. Mm. So I have never really had to reach out for those. But the ones that 
we sort of say, oh, I'd love to be a part of your little beauty um, directory is like Beauty K and Gritty Pretty, mm. but they then send out someone to come and do a review on us. Yep. So it is general feedback. It's genuine and it, you, yeah. have, you have to wow them to be able to go onto their website. So, yeah. yeah. And that's the same for Urban List. Like obviously you have to really catch their eye. Like, I yeah. mean, there's hundreds of spas in Perth, I think mm. probably, um, <laughs> but they've obviously come here and, put it like I think I mentioned it at the beginning like top eight day spa I think per yeah. like eight I mean it's just crazy that I know and I, I had no idea about that and I just saw it and it was just like when you see those things as a business owner who has started from the literal ground up uh, it's like oh my god pinch me so it's rewarding. so nice yeah, yeah. and talking more specifically about Instagram you've obviously done such a great job you've how many followers is it the page have we now? are up to 18.9 okay so come on guys give us a follow <laughs> so i can get 19 <laughs> get to 20 yeah get to yeah. 20 um do you have any specific tips with in regards to building a business on instagram yeah so my all my followers are completely genuine um and i think they came from i was just really thoughtful with my posts I don't really plan. I think a good good advice is probably to plan, especially if you're not really naturally creative and you can't think on the spot. Mm-hmm. But I I don't really plan. I just set whatever oh, wow. comes to mind, I post that day. Yeah. I have a little pattern and I started off um, from scratch with a pattern of like something pretty or like a little quote and then I do my work in the next post. Okay. So, so it's my, not always like work, work, work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like really nice and pretty and aesthetically mm. pleasing and it broke it up a bit. But now I sort of do um, maybe an important post that we not, might need to touch on like a cancellation policy or something like that or a new service that we've added mm. and then I'll do a picture of our work. Mm. So yeah, I have a little bit of a plan and a strategy in mind. You have like the content pillars. Yeah, yeah, I do it every day, spur of the moment. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. In my head, I just thought that to get to like eighteen thousand, you'd need. I, I thought maybe you'd have like a spreadsheet, oh and like God, no. a plan. <laughs> but like you know, it goes to show that because there's like so many social media managers on Instagram these days, like telling you, you need to plan, like you need to have a strategy. I think that's great when you aren't naturally really creative. I Mm. think people need a bit of a guide if they don't know what they're doing. Yes. And that's super important. So do that if it's not your forte. Mm. For me, I just love it and I'm obsessed with it. And I'm, yeah, for me, it just comes naturally. So I've always just been able to post each day and it's it's just made, yeah. I guess, I make it really fun. Yeah. Have you ever done TikTok or would you get into we it? We do. We have TikTok. Okay. But I am so Instagram focused that I do forget to post on TikTok. Mm. So I need to do that more. <laughs> but that's something that you would look into doing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do little cute TikToks. But okay. I just post the same thing on both platforms. Yeah, yeah. reuse that content. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. <laughs> Stories, reels, feed, it's it's all the same at yeah. the end of the day. Um, something I'd love to get your opinion on, I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a really high-end floristry in Perth and she was saying that with like the high-end market, And with being in a city like Perth, Mm. there is a bit of like a limit to how far you can grow. And she was kind of comparing, saying like, oh, you know, if I was to be in Melbourne, Mm. like 
I would have so much more of this or booking so much more of these kind of events. Yeah. Um, because somewhere like Melbourne or Sydney, there's just so much more happening, mm. so much more like PR events happening, you know, where people would need flowers for. Yeah. And a spa like yours, like you are, you do market yourself and you are a very high end luxe spa. Do you ever see Perth as like putting a bit of a limit as to how far you can grow? I think or- that's true for things like florists or event sort of um businesses Mm. but for ours I don't feel like that is necessarily true I feel like Perth loves to be pampered um people spend a lot of money on how they look and also just relaxing and self-care I'm I can't remember where I saw it but I did see some sort of um survey and it said Perth was one of the top spenders on beauty oh wow so I yeah for you for our our industry it's amazing yeah um if I was to go to, say, Sydney or Melbourne, I think there's a lot of factors that would make it harder to be really successful. Like the the outgoings would be a lot higher. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more competitors. Yeah. So it probably would be even harder. Like okay. per, I think we're really lucky here. If you're good at something, everyone will know about it. Mm. It's really small. Everyone talks. So mm. you can get pretty successful pretty quickly here and the overheads aren't as insane that's so true I think Perth's a good place for beauty yeah Yeah. okay yeah I guess it does depend on the industry yeah Um, hugely yeah it does make sense for other industries where uh, like a busy city we're like like um Sydney or Melbourne with Mm. things happening every weekend and especially with um such big brands have all their headquarters over east mm. so that can be super useful but oh how good i didn't know that Perth yeah. was the top spending i wish i beauty. knew where that survey was yeah but yeah it was pretty cool to see that and yeah. i can totally see it because it's yeah we're so busy all the time mm. and even though it's a smaller city there is so many people to go around mm. so many clients for everyone yeah no for sure i love to hear from busy people like yourself what is your weekly routine like your daily routine even you've got two locations 20 staff to manage like what does a day-to-day look like for you so I'm not a morning person at all and everyone's like oh if you're successful you have to be in the 5am club you know I even bought that book to try and get into the 5am club but I just can't do it I'm just not a morning person my partner is he gets up so early 5am and he's like come on Chloe and I'm just so like get away from me do not talk to me until it's like I've had my coffee I Mm. need to sit up for a bit but I I do get up so your day starts at like 10 (laughs) yeah I wish no I get I do get up around like 6 37 I go to the gym oh that's early yeah but not I'm not 5 a.m like that's my goal okay um so yeah I get up and I go to the gym three times a week with my PT and then the other days I'll just sort of get up and maybe walk the dogs or go have breakfast with a friend or just even I do work from home in the mornings a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and that's purely because I can't help myself so I wake up I check my phone I check for any emergencies for my staff um, anything that needs to be dealt with then and there priorities and then once I've done all that then I will go and have breakfast feed myself for the day so work always comes first and it's probably not super healthy you want to probably get started on your you know, coffee and exercise first. But Mm. for me, I check in 
And then um, I'll often either work from home or I'll just get ready and go straight into the salons. Mm -hmm. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays I do clients and I usually start them around 10 and finish them around 6 and Mm -hmm. that's purely so I don't have to get stuck in peak hour traffic. (laughs) So I (laughs) I've managed to work my way up so I can plan my days around the traffic. (laughs) That is goals. Wow. So, um, yeah, I start at 10. But also a lot of my clients like to do late night appointments. Mm. So I'll stay around six or sometimes I'll leave at eight 30. It depends on how busy I want to be mm. and how many clients need to get booked in. But yeah, usually my days are back to back slammed with clients on those Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So yeah. if you ever try and send me an email and I take ages to get back, that is why yeah. <laughs> I'm just not on my computer on those days. Yeah. Um, and then all the other days I'm either in my office in South Perth or I go to the Subaco clinic and I'm doing training or doing meetings. Mm. Yeah, it's a big variety of things. I'm basically just always on my phone, always at my, you know, on my emails. Computer, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, something just popped into my mind actually that I did want to ask you about. When you first started, obviously you were alone and then you started building this team and as you just said, you've got two days per week that mm. you do see your clients. How tough was it to kind of set the expectation with clients that were used to being served by you to then being like okay like this is the staff member that's helping you like did you kind of get a pushback from it was so hard yeah (laughs) how did you like how did you like it's only really been the last year that I've actually stuck to it so like the first of course the first year you hustle you I, I was working five days a week, sometimes six days, 12-hour days of just clients and then trying to do all of my other things after hours. And I would barely, you know, I'd go to bed so late and be so tired. But Mm. that's what you do when you're a startup. You want to hustle and you want to get as much work as you can. Mm. So I did all that and it started to get probably three years in, I started to say to clients, look, I do need to maybe drop a day, like, if you can't see me, then I recommend to see this therapist. And they'd always be like, no, I'm only seeing you. And they're like, people get so attached. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, my clients become my friends. Like we're so close. I've even been invited to clients' weddings. So Have you? <laughs> the oh fact that I w- would maybe have to drop them is it's hard. Like, you know, yeah. I want to see them too. Aww. So for me, I wasn't very strict and I'd say, look, just come at this time, I'll squeeze you in or mm. I'll just miss out on my lunch break and fit you in or I'll stay later or whatever. And I really had to stop doing that because I was so burnt out and I just I like wasn't healthy in myself. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I opened – well, of course, I also had to renovate this place and that took a lot of my time. So I opened, In South Perth. Yeah, yeah, I opened South Perth and that's when I really was strict with my days. Mm-hmm. And I said, these are the days I'm doing, these are the times I'm doing and that's all I'm doing. I'll occasionally just see a friend and get them in, but mm. I really try and not do that because otherwise I'll do it for everyone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. It's almost like... Um like having a baby that you need to like yeah. <laughs> let them like you know how babies like get so attached to their mums like the yeah. first few years of life and then it's like okay like go off like do your own thing <laughs> literally it's kind of the same thing like yeah. you need to get them used to not always seeing you because yeah. eventually I'm sure you'll get to the day where like you're not even doing two days a week anymore you might have mm. to go down to just one day well yeah I would love to have babies yeah so I'm like already freaking out how am I going to juggle babies and my two businesses oh my god, and seeing clients but I think once that happens they're just going to have to go to my 
stuff. And I think the nice thing is I've slowly gotten more and more of my clients happy to see my staff and they're like, oh, mm. she's actually so amazing, Chloe. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I hired her because she's amazing. Yeah. Or I've trained my girls the way that I do things. So hopefully mm. there isn't a huge difference. So clients are more happy to see my girls. Mm. Yeah, because you're like hiring people that are very similar to you like yeah. in their treatments and also like their personality is like mm. everyone here is just so lovely. I definitely hire on personality. So yeah. if you're a warm, genuine, beautiful human, I can see that straight away. I would rather that than if you've got all the skills in the world and I just don't get that really nurturing vibe mm. from you. So so important. Yeah. There you go. If you want a job here, you know <laughs> what you need to really do. really nice. Yeah. Oh, but that's good because yeah. a lot of people would probably – see past that maybe and like go oh no like she's she's not at the level I want her to be mm. but the fact that you don't see it that way because you can always train someone right yeah. to like get to the next level um but yeah having even just one person in here that has that low energy like bad vibes oh it kills everything you which can't. just ruin the yeah you can't you've got to have good vibes and yeah I do give the girls you know straight out of beauty school a shot because I know what it was like and mm. I got a really amazing job at a, a really mm. high-end spa straight out of beauty school so it doesn't really necessarily matter how much experience you've got if you've got that passion and that intuitive ther therapist in you you're going to go really far mm. and I've got girls that have hired straight out of beauty school and they are insane they're like way better than any you know some people that have had years of experience so yeah it's about finding that special sparkle in someone and then yeah you can teach them all all the sort of behind the scenes stuff and mm. the nitty-gritty mm. So right now we are sitting in your South Perth office yes. which is stunning stunning like for people who obviously are just listening, like there's like ground or floor to ceiling, beautiful uh, linen curtains and it's just beige and stunning. Um, and you opened South Perth, I think at the beginning of 2021 or? Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, beginning of 2021. Yeah. We were due to open and a COVID lockdown mm. um, made that impossible mm. <laughs> and then we did open. But yeah, it's yeah. I did. I built it in 2021, so it's just over a year old now. How long did the, like, renovation process take here? Well, like everything, I do really quick and I'll – basically I got the space. I designed it all myself. I drew the floor plan myself. I went and picked out all the furniture and ordered everything and I think that was, like, maybe October we signed the lease and then October, oh November, December, we're pretty much ready to open in January, but then COVID kept slowing us down. We had like furniture that was just, you know, held up on mm. the wharfs and things. So I didn't want to open when it was unfinished. Mm. So then we pushed it out to February, but basically, yeah, I could have turned it over in like three, two to three months. That's impressive. <laughs> and like, if anyone's been here, like it is impossible not to get your phone out and take a photo yeah. of like the waiting that room. That was the idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, any place is Instagrammable. Like you're going to get free advertising all day long yeah. through all the clients that are coming through. So can you talk us through like how did the process of actually furnishing and like putting the interior design come together like did you already have such a clear vision from the like what did you have a Pinterest yeah, board yeah like, I had a vision yeah. so when I opened Subi I was 
like doing clients five days a week and I was really busy and I didn't really have time to come up with a beautiful idea. So plus I was like really new, had no idea what I was doing with renovation and it was all just so overwhelming. So I got someone to help me design that, but it was also like on the cheaper side, I didn't have heaps of cash to throw into it. Mm. So it wasn't as amazing as I'd hoped. And since then I've spruced it up a bit. So it's super cute. (laughs) But when I was opening this one, I was like, I wanted to go all out. I want to put everything I can into it. I want to spend the money. I want to have that beautiful luxe Mm. quality finish in everything. Yeah, I went a bit crazy. But I was just basically like my planning sort of was – First of all, I got the floor plan and mm-hmm. I just wiped out everything that they had in here in the existing building. Do you know what it was before? Yeah, it used to be offices for okay. just import-export company. Yep. Um, and before that, I think it was a doctor's office mm-hmm. or something along the lines of health. Yeah. Um, so all the rooms were already here, but mm. I basically stripped everything, pulled up all the old carpets. It was like old blue office carpets um, Not the vibe. Pulled all that up. We had to find the original or a match to the original floorboards because the floorboards were in some of the rooms. So we had to go out and search for that. And um, I just went on every website. Like I just searched for everything. I didn't yeah. even have one particular shop I went to. I was like gold door handles and then looked through every single wow. shop I could online. So so you didn't even consider like hiring an interior nah, designer? I did it all myself. <laughs> But I love that stuff. Like yeah. that is what I'm so passionate about. It was mm. so fun. Mm. And, and it's almost like not – I don't want to say like half of it is the way it looks, but like it does do so much yeah. in the end for people to want to come back here because yeah. it's just – it's stunning. I think – no, that is right. It is half of the way it looks. I think people want to come into a place and feel – as soon as they walk through the door, they want to feel relaxed and they want to have this beautiful, clean, crisp environment Mm. and your environment sets the tone for your treatment. Mm. Like if you walk through our doors and you think, oh, my God, this place is amazing, you're already going to be like in the best mood to have your treatment. Yeah. Then you have an equally incredible treatment and you're just like, wow, this ticks all the boxes. That's what I think is really important. Like I know as a client going to – places I'm always going to have a look at the decor and I'm always going to sort of I'm really judgy and really picky when it comes to that stuff (laughs) you take notice of it I I do too yeah and I think it's so important like Mm. even I went to a hotel that's really high end it's got all great reviews and I noticed like there was these lip marks on the shower screen like someone kissed the shower screen and they didn't clean it and I straight away told all my staff that and I was like this is an example of how you have to be super what's the word yeah you have to really um make sure that your attention to detail is perfect yeah well I I find it really admirable how like you have set such a high standard for your spa like even yeah talking about splashing money like you've gone out and you know bought all these amazing furniture pieces but that's that's the brand of olive and july it's like (laughs) you kind of like dug yourself a hole like people expect this now yeah they come here and it's like this is the brand experience Mm. um and it's a high-end experience which is incredible like this is not some place in a shopping center (laughs) yeah exactly it's the polar opposite and it's it's awesome ideally i want people to feel like they're away on a holiday somewhere maybe in europe you know escaping the real world Mm. And it does work. Honestly, when I came in here last week, I was like, yeah, you kind of forget that you're in Perth. And it's like this little oasis. Yeah. I love it. So what are 
your goals and vision for the future? So I get asked this all the time and people are like, when are you opening your next one? I'm like, oh, my God, I just need to breathe for a minute. Mm. Um, because obviously over five years I have grown so much in business and it's almost like, I mean, I've grown a lot in myself as well, but I have gone through a lot of hardship in my personal life. So mm. I just really want to focus on myself for the next few years and get myself in a really good place. Um, as well as make sure my business standards don't drop because I think if you grow too quickly and, you know, you're always doing something new, you might not be focusing on on the standard of the here and now. Mm. So I want to make sure that the standard of my salon remains really amazing before I then go off and start another thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't really have any plans set in stone but it would be amazing to – take Olive in July somewhere, you know, interstate or, you know, somewhere else. I would Mm. love it. I'd love to go to Sydney, but Mm. I don't know. My partner's pretty set on Perth and our families are here Mm. and we are getting to the age where we do want to have babies and things like that. Mm. So that's a whole other thing to think about. Mm. I don't know. We don't know where the future will take us. Well, Anything is possible at this point. I mean, Sydney, Melbourne, international. Like, I know. I would love that. Who I knows? would love international. Like, I've got like friends Bali, in New York. Oh, my gosh. Or New York. I've yeah. thought about Bali heaps, but yeah. it, I've talked to a lot of business owners that have set up in Bali and it is really hard. And yeah. I just don't know if I want that level of stress. Mm. But, um, yeah, I've got friends in New York and that would be just insane. Imagine. I think there's a whole other ball game though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And, yeah, you'd, you'd have to almost be ready to let go of Subi and yeah. South Perth because you, you kind of would have to yeah. to be able to then you'd move on to the to next one. You'd have to be able to trust that your team is keeping the standards that, you know, they would be if you're around and mm. that's a big one. Like I like mm. to just pop in every now and then and check on how things are going. Yeah. So that would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. walk away from that. Something that I love to ask everyone as well that comes on the Good Boss podcast is what are your best Good Boss habits that keep you healthy and happy in business? I think focusing on your own health is a really big one. If you aren't healthy in yourself and in your mind, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to even run a business at all. So that's been a big thing for me to learn, like going from just – huge days, huge weeks. And I didn't have time for myself. I wasn't eating properly. I was super unhealthy and I burnt out and I, and that's the truth. Like it was a really bad burnout Mm. and you need to just take a step back and, or delegate really important, um, jobs to other people. So you can focus on yourself and your Mm. mental health and your physical health. And yeah, if you're not functioning, the business ain't functioning. So yeah, that's a huge one. I think, um, also, just staying true to yourself and being really genuine and trusting the process of growth and believing in your vision. Mm. Like I said, I started this business with the mindset that I was a huge business owner and I was a well-known name in Perth and I really truly believe that as just a one-man show and now I am that. So sticking to that manifesting and just, yeah, even when you have down days knowing that, each day is different and a better day will come Mm. and just keep going. I love it. Yeah. How often per week do you get a massage done here? (laughs) I love that question. (laughs) I, it depends. I love to pamper myself. So I'm always booking in, but I often say 
I'll book myself in and I have to cancel last minute because I'm too busy. Oh, you're that client. (laughs) Even to my own salon. (laughs) Or I'll really want to book in and we're too fully booked and I can't even get an appointment at my own salon. (laughs) That's really annoying. So I do sort of have to plan ahead. But if if the girls get like a cancellation and I do have a free minute, I'll always jump in and and get a treatment. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know if it's it's once a week or – yeah. Oh my gosh, that is the dream to <laughs> yeah, have like a wellness spa that you can just pamper yourself. I tell you what, when I'm a client time. here, I am truly wowed. Like I walk away thinking, oh my God, that was amazing. And it's so important to get treated myself so I remember how good we are at what we mm. do. <laughs> That's such an interesting thing to think about for me because it's like I in my business – I you know, being like a service provider, I can't really like experience, experience. Yeah, what the, what the client feels. But yeah. That, I know it's pretty, I'm pretty lucky that I can. Yeah. Cause then I know what we need to improve on. But yeah. usually I'm just like, wow, everything's so perfect. Why am I worrying <laughs> about all these little things? <laughs> I can jet off to Europe for two months. Yeah. The girls will be fine. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm sure everyone's loved this episode like what a story you've had um and thank you for sharing it with everyone um where can people find you online so if you just head to our website it's just oliveandjuly.com.au and we've got all of our treatment menu our price list contact information booking online Mm -hmm. there's heaps of amazing information on there or you can follow us on instagram Mm. so hopefully we can reach 20k (laughs) but it's just at oliveandjuly perfect I will make sure to link that in the show notes. And like I said, if you are based in Perth, this is your sign to come and get a treatment. You will not regret it. Um, It's stunning, stunning, stunning. Thank you. I don't have any other word. Um, And for everyone listening, make sure to give this episode a review and a rating if you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Spotify so you don't miss any future episodes. Can't wait. See you then.